0: God is good, amen. I'm going to ask Marie Goff to come. She's going to get ready. Marie's going to play a song for us. You know, um, one of the things that's really in our heart and it's been in my heart for so many years about, you know, our time is, is on the way and is here. And uh, more to come about writing their songs and writing their books and writing their poetry and, and giving the world, you know, the songs and the, the, the writings and the testimonies of the redeemed of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if anybody, you know, if, if someone needs to always break the ground, someone needs to come through. And I'm just so thrilled that Marie Goff, she's probably about 23 years of age. And... Um, <laughs> Two years ago, when she was 21, she wrote or she, she produced an album, and I'm like, this is what we want. This is Maria's sound, this is what God has put in her heart, all in the place of intercession, because this is what Jimmy and Marie does. They pray, and in the place of praying over their city for years, um, the Lord gave her these songs, and uh, they will at the back to be purchased for 10 euro, I think, is it, Marie? Yeah, it's for is it 10 euro. So 10 euro and, and the money will go to our missions over in Lesotho. So, um, so Maria has a song. So before Marie comes, I want to bring us back to two weeks ago. Um, because I told you that last year the Lord gave me three sermons to preach and it took me a year to preach them. So, uh, I, I preached the first one two weeks ago and I entitled them called, I entitled the three sermons called One Day. Knowing this, that God, like in fact, if you just do a word search with the with the with the two words one day, you'll see everywhere in the scriptures this one day comes up in in places. And um, because we all have a one day, don't we? We have one day. I'm gonna do this. And one day, I'm gonna go there. One day, I'm gonna cycle a bike. I'm gonna do a whatever marathon. I'm gonna go to Honolulu. Is that someone's one day? Do, no hands, okay. I was gonna give that away now, and then um... <laughs> too late, honey. <laughs> Snooze, you lose. Boom. Um, but God has one day. Do you remember in, in the book of beginnings, Genesis, he says to the enemy, he says to the devil, he says, one day, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. Do you remember one day, through the prophets, a virgin's going to give birth. One day, that the Son of Man is going to walk the earth. One day, he's going to die. He's going to rise again. He's going to come back. One day, and that's where my first sermon was last two weeks ago, on the rapture of the church. Anyone here for that sermon? I'm just going to, yeah, wow, that was not a lot of you. But, uh, so, yeah, so get on the podcast and get that. But I, We had the Freedom Week last week. We had Adam preach. But I want to bring us back and bring us back into where what God was saying. This is what the Bible says. There's going to be two moments. One of them, all the signs points towards, which is called the end times. Jesus in the scriptures gives us things that are happening in the world today that, that people and scholars and prophetic people are telling us that we are in the end times. And who who when you read the scriptures and see the world, you it'll be hard to not agree with that. But the reality is we don't know the time, but we know the science. But before that, the Bible says, Jesus says it, Paul says it in Thessalonians, before the, before the end times, what's going to happen is going to be what the Bible says, the great tribulation. But the Bible teaches that before the great tribulation, there is the rapture of the church. And you can get that last time because I don't want to take time going back over You can get and listen or read your word. Go into your scripture yourself. And before that, the church, it says there's going to be in the twinkling of a eye the church of Jesus Christ, those who are dead, there's going to be a trumpet blast. There's going to be a command and a shout. And the archangel is going to let the shout of the Lord. And then the dead in Christ, those who are already in the grave, who believe in Jesus Christ, will be taken up into the air. What a sight that would be. Can you imagine that? Can you, can you imagine like that you're walking I live near Palmerstown Cemetery and I can imagine when I hear the trumpet blast I don't know whether it'll be that good, but anyway And then the bones of the believers, those who have been buried at sea scattered, ashes scattered everywhere, they says that'll all come together and meet Jesus in the in, in the moment, all simultaneously, and then those who are left behind who are who are still alive, sorry, who are still alive, that when they go we'll go after them. I'm like looking forward to that. As soon as I see them moving out of Palmerstown Cemetery, this is the way I'm going to be. I'm going to, like, Lord, I'm ready, I'm next. And the reality is, it talks about to be some left behind. I don't want to be left behind. And when I'm caught up to meeting, I don't want to be embarrassed. I want to go like this. I don't want to go, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have been living that way. I shouldn't have been doing that. I don't want to be caught gossiping about another person when that trumpet sounds. I don't want to be caught watching something on TV or, or or pornography or or robbing somebody. I don't want to be caught when that trumpet blasts. The trumpet blast, the knowledge and the waiting of Jesus to come, bulletproofs us. Because in readiness, when, when temptation comes, I, I, my readiness is, do I want to be caught doing this if that trumpet blast comes? Do I want to be backbiting? Do I want to be holding back on the Lord when that comes so I be end up embarrassed? And the answer is no. I ended the sermon where, are you ready? Are you ready to meet him? I'm ready to meet him. I don't know about you. Listen to what it says. There's no signs of that rapture. That can happen before the song is over. Hello? I went to the, the, the gym. I was doing a new move called the rapture squats. <laughs> Let's all stand. I'm only messing. <laughs> Just want to reconnect us because the second sermon in, the, in that three is coming. But um, I want to perform a replay. I want to show you that video. And then um, Marie will sing a song called Are You Ready? So you can pick up that CD at the back and uh, God is good, isn't he? You know, um, when the Lord gave me these sermons, I where I was at with the Lord was I'm not saying the Lord said this to me. This is what I had in my heart and the faith that I had in my heart was this. That you could change the world with these three sermons. You could change the church with these three sermons. That's it's with that I bring I bring these messages. It's with that, hopefully, at the end of the three weeks, I'll be able to sum them all up and tell you why this could change our lives. You've heard about the rapture. Man, I tell you, that gets me ready. I'm going to meet them. So this one, Father, i commit this into your hands. You know, Lord, how sobering these messages are. How serious they are, Lord. May I ask, O oh
1: God, that you would just be heard. Let your heartbeat, Lord, your love, your cry, your commands. The future that you planned, O oh God. We commit into your hands, Lord oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: So the next two this one is on great title of a, a sermon called The Great White Throne. And then it's where in Revelations that the end of time comes and it's judgment time. It's time for all things that needs to be judged to be judged. And it's Jesus who judges. The Father has put this into Jesus' care. It's him that judges, him that died on the cross, him that, that rose again. It is him. That does all the judging. And you know what? I want to just encourage you. People say, oh, I'm 30 years a believer. Can you believe that on next January, February, March, next month? And people have heard for years to go, when you mention the book of Revelations, oh, I I don't know about the book of Revelations. It's it's a bit freaky. I don't know. And that's just because we're probably ignorant. Because everything that's good in there is for me. And for you, if you're a believer. Everything. There's nothing to fear. In fact, the Bible says it's the only book that it says that blessed is the person that reads this book. Just reading it, it says there's a blessing attached to it. So, like, don't let the enemy, and I think sometimes over years and maybe a lack of teaching, and I apologize for that as a pastor and a preacher. Maybe wrong preaching or, you know, fear driven preaching, I apologize on behalf of every preacher. Because the Word of God is life. It's truth. It's healing in it. There's deliverance in it. There's freedom in it when we know what the word of God says. And I just feel that these are the messages that God doesn't want us to shrink back from. That these are the messages that God doesn't want us just to, just to, to be, to, to stay in ignorance of what the word says. Why? Because the word of God is a sword. So that we can go on the offensive. So if the enemy attacks, we can strike back at the enemy with truth and knowledge of what's to be and what is real and what's not real. So I want to put up the first scripture. It's from Revelations 20. And it says this. Then I saw a great dazzling white throne and the one who sits on it which is Jesus. Heaven and earth fled from his presence and they were no more. I saw the dead, the lowly, And the famous alike, standing before the throne. Books were opened. And then another book was opened. The book of life. The dead were judged by what they had done as recorded in the books. And the sea gave up the dead souls that were in it. Then death and the underworld gave up their dead. And all were judged according to what they had done. Then death and the realm of the dead was cast into the lake of fire. For the lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not recorded in the book of life was also cast into the lake of fire. Sovereign, don't you agree? That this is the end of all things. When all alike, famous and infamous, lowly and people of high stature are being judged. Now I think this is where some of the wrong, where we read some stuff and we don't know what's happening. This is not the judgment of the church of Jesus Christ, what I'm about to tell you. This judgment is for those who reject Jesus Christ in this life. Next week I'll tell you about our judgment seat, which is not a judgment seat like a a, a judicial um, courtroom. This one is like that. But their one is more like those who have run the race. And the rewards are being given out for those who run the race. According to the race that they've run. So next week, whatever you do, if you sit through the last one, sit through this one. Don't miss next week one. These are the, these are the reality punches. This is what really is going to happen according to the scriptures. And next week, you can have some idea of what to expect when we get there. We don't stand based on the deeds that we've done that are sinful and wrong. Why? Because Jesus has already paid a price for them. No sin will be held against the believer. I tell you why. Jesus took all of our sin. It is covered. But the enemy, do you ever read scriptures like this and you go, Janie, what, what, what's going to be said about me? Do you ever hear, you heard before that the pre- preachers would say that when you die and stand before God on a big video screen, it's going to be your life. I'm like, no, Jesus, no, don't show my sinful heart, don't but for everyone to see. Have you been there? So, like, someone says Jesus is coming back and you're like, I don't want him to come back. Triple X. It's not X-rated. Would you and me if we'd be for children friendly or X-rated? Might be X-rated. It's no condemnation for those who are on the cross. He's not that type of father. You know, I make a show of you in front of everybody. I show them all your bad thoughts, all your wrongdoings, your privacy. I'll put you to shame. He doesn't put you to shame. So, Simon says, those who put their trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. But for those who don't know him, those who have rejected him, this is the end. It says that the books were open. The book of life was open. And whoever's lo- name is not in it gets cast into the lake of fire. hell. To be separated from God forever. It's real. You believe in a literal Jesus, a literal heaven, there's a literal hell. And those who reject Him, those who choose, you know God throws nobody into hell. We choose our destination ourselves. Can you imagine this book? It says that your name, that the names, the names of, that, before the foundation of the earth was laid, your name is in the book. So you can look at this book of life in a couple of ways and teach do. still. This the way I want us to look at it today.
1: Imagine you stand before me and the book is open.
0: The book of life. Maybe everybody's name is in it that has ever existed in this world. And maybe just some columns. It doesn't tell us. But well, maybe just some columns, and it, it, it tells of, the first column is, when Noel was born. And all the angels sang. And the three wise men, that was Matthew, Derek, and Bill. <laughs> and when my mother gave birth, there was a star over Dolphin Flats. No, it wasn't, that was only a joke, but you know, 22nd of December. 1966. Right next to that column B. That's when England won the World Cup. <laughs> An Englishman wrote that. Um, and there's where I was born. My name is in the book of life. My name is in that this person existed. And then maybe next to another column is when I became of age to know right and wrong. When I know I'm at the age of consent,
1: maybe a seven somewhere,
0: and I realise that I can ask Jesus to be my saviour. I know people have done it earlier, and then in the middle, the next one is all my life, what I've done, how I've done it, which wouldn't be very pleasant. But also in all of that, it's the times God was reaching out to me when I was young and I was afraid and. God was trying to reach out to me. When I heard somebody share their testimony, God trying to reach out to me. When I was on my own and saying, God, are you there? And yet too blinded to see who's there, but yet reaching out to me. All of the times when someone came by our path or we heard something on the radio or, or on TV that gave a glimpse of God or, or the times when you look up into this, into this, into the sky and you look at the moon and you're like, man, Are you dear gods? The moon and the stars itself nearly tell you there's a creator. And times when people come by your paths. For me, it was Mick Finley, Finno Finley. I lived in 260 Dolphin House. Just directly over me. Young man that got caught up in heroin addiction, broke, like so many around him. And someone tells him that God is real. Someone tells him Jesus died on the cross. From Someone tells him that the blood of Jesus washes away all sin. Someone tells him that God will give you a new a new start in life. A second chance uh, that you can be born again into a newness of what God has for you. He took hold of it. Came back and told all of us. And then, between him and another fellow, 40 of us become believers. 22nd of March, 1989. The National Stadium, about 940. I put up my hands... Been at a meeting, something like this, I only thought it was about 2,000 people. The preacher says, I've never been in church, never were churchgoers, never, never in any sense of the word. When I'm at a meeting, they're singing songs. He's telling us about Jesus dying on the cross. If you want this new life that Jesus died to give to you, come down to the front. I got up, we're sitting on the balcony, and I was helping Sharon. said, Sharon, I'm going to Jesus. She says, I'm going with you.
1: Ran down those steps. Stand up the front. That night, beside my name in the book of life, I was like a tick mark. Okay. Like a high life.
0: Bought with the blood. Bought with the blood. That everything is recorded in the book. Everyone's name, but one of us is one that rejected him. That God has reached out and reached out and reached out. Even on my dying bed, all my life I'm rejecting God. All my life I'm fighting against God. And on my dying bed I go, Jesus saved me. Boom. In the book. Tsh, he's one of ours. Marked with the bloods. I remember my friend Mick saying to me, and take comfort in this guys. some needs this comfort. Remember Mick saying to me, you know what, Noel? No, I didn't know that. You know what, Noel? The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord is saved. Whoever says, Jesus, save me, is saved. I trust you, Jesus. I trust your cross. I trust your death. I trust your blood. I, You know, and you can say all that in. Jesus, save me. He says, if you were being eaten by a lion in Africa. And the last bit of you that was left anyway alive was your mouth. And you went, as he was going to eat you, and you went... Jesus save me! You call upon the name of the Lord, it says you'll be saved. I don't know about you, but that gives me great comfort.
1: See my sister Joan there. Last time I preached a message like this. I was after getting news that my brother Mark dropped dead on the road just in
0: James Street. I told brother to go as a result of drugs. I was preaching a message that I'd prepared called, Who Are You Taking to Heaven With You? Putting on me cold, the last bit of makeup in the house.
1: <laughs> and I gets a phone call from Vanessa, my niece. Oh, Mark is dead. Mark is dead. He was found dead on James street this morning. Sharon comes up to the bedroom. I'm wax, grey looking. She says, What's wrong? She says, Well, you can't go in and preach. This was my coming to church. and I says, "I have to go in. If I were to preach a message, I have to preach this message this morning. So we come back and I got through the service, went up to the market with my family, and on the way up, I heard a voice of the evil, saying, I have your brother, Max. Went to the hospital. Felt robbed. Went up, we got there as a family, we got through the funeral. The next week's probably, I don't know how long. I lay awake every night with that time in There was no brother, Max. couldn't sleep. I only slept when I fell asleep. You know what I mean? There's no more energy in me to be awake. I fall asleep. It's going on for weeks. And one of the nights I was, just, I was awake, okay, something comes in on my iPad. i still have it. I think it was about 2.19am. And there was Claudia Bourne, a girl who comes to church. She says, no, I'm up praying. And I prayed this hour of the night because... Everyone's asleep, and this is just my prayer time. And she says, but I started to pray. And as I started to pray, I started to pray in tongues.
0: Another language, the language of the Spirit. And she said, out of somewhere deep within me, this
1: thought, idea, voice,
0: something to tell now came. She said, I had a picture of it with your head in your hands, like you were waiting, looking for an answer. And then I start praying deeper in the spirit. Which probably means louder. And she says out of her innermost being. These words
1: came out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Tell Noel Kenny I have his brother.
0: Tell Noel Kenny I have his brother. I could imagine her screaming it. Screaming it from like praying deeper. The Holy Spirit. Tell her the voice of Jesus. The heart of the Father. Tell Noel. Now brother Mark is with me. I read this. I want to tell you a wave of peace came over. I don't know how Mark, get, Mark got there. Maybe he was on that road and the last bit out of his mouth was understanding that God is real. And God is there. And Mark goes, Jesus saved me. Jesus snatches him out of that body right up into heaven. Yet we put his body in the grave for Mark is in heaven. That's the type of God we have. That has to bring comfort to people here. Because that was, wasn't was my notes.
1: You're wondering when I tell you. Nobody knows but God. And he reaches in. In a smoldering wicked he doesn't snuff out. He says, flicker. God, there you there? Come on.
0: Those who are in this category are those who unapologetically reject Jesus. Don't get me wrong. No, people who, who reject God, in the end, gets rejected by God. People who don't want them here, don't get them there. This is their time to be able to be left. And people say, oh, how can a good God do that? How, where is God in all of that? I tell you where God is, He's exactly where we leave Him. That's where He is. I remember 9-11 in America and people were freaking out. Pastors that are new, friends that I have over there, like scores of them. People are asking him, where is God in all of this? And the answer is exactly where you left them. You left him outside your government, outside your schools, outside, outside your family. He's outside and the scary thing of that is in Revelations. Jesus is knocking at the door of the church. Whoa, hello. He's outside. People in church, where are you in this? Where you left me, Nolly? I left him outside. The invited minute he's in it with you. That's how we're still here. But those, this world and its system, and people caught up in its ways, people that that hate God, I tell you how to know how much this world hates God. Just go into work tomorrow and tell them you're a believer. Just put on your Facebook page that you believe in the rapture, you believe in the second coming, you believe Jesus died on the cross, and you will see the venom of this world in action. You have already. You will see the hatred towards God. The hatred of an idea that this God would, would show us how to live or tell us how to live according to theirs. To get before God, yet their name is in the lamb's book of life. You get to the end column. Didn't want me. Like a fire. Rejected me constantly like a fire. Walked against me like a fire. See, the reason why I think everyone's name is in the book in the first place is that God's heart is that none should perish. But then it talks in the Bible about names being blotted out. Those who reject them, those who don't want them. And you think it's bad? Now when I tell you the way this world system will go, some of us will end up in prison for being believers. Some of will end up in prison and, and charged with crimes of hatred because we have a belief system in certain things. I think in the end, this is not for wimpy Christianity in the end. This is not for wishy-washy. This is more than about going to a church and have motivational speaking done to us. This is more than just going to church and be entertained. Bring out the clowns. Bring out the wheelbarrows and the, the people doing juggling. That church is not going to be able to be sustained when this stuff comes. For those who are waiting... I might be going to Mount Joy, but I tell you, I'll, I'll get up every morning God, oh, Jesus, this is the day. I might go before the judge and I'll say, judge, is a higher judge than you. And it's him I aim to please. It's him when I get there, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servants. People say, no, how can you believe in God? God is not real. Can I tell you something, how ridiculous that is? How can someone not real answer prayers? How can someone not real um, speak into your ear? How can someone not real cause a miracle in your heart? It's ridiculous. If God is not real, we're all talking to ourselves. You pack of lunatics. But he is real. And he does make himself known to us. Listen to the heart of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever... The rich, the famous, the poor, the you name it, the worst of the law. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, not perish, not perish, not be thrown into the lake of fire, but have everlasting life. The Son of Man didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Verse 17. 2 Peter. The Lord does not delay his promise as some understand the delay. but is patient with you. Not wanting I need to perish
1: or come to repentance. This is the heart of God. He takes no delight in saying away with me, away from me. He
0: gave His only begotten Son. You can hear the cry of the Father's heart echoed through the corridors of time. You can see it through His heart for the lost. Do you remember Adam? Where are you? When he sinned and moved away from God. When he went out of God's plan. God wasn't like, I'm going to kill him. He was like, where are you, Adam? Can you hear this heart from mankind? Where are you? What about Jesus, the Father's heart, looking over Jerusalem? How I long to gather you. Weep. How I long to gather you. That's his heart for people. No, he gave no delight in putting people into hell. It wasn't created for human beings. What about Jesus on the cross? It's finished. Father, forgive them. But he knows not what they do. That's the heart of Father. What about the command of Jesus for the, for the world, to us, the church? Go, therefore, into all the worlds. Go. 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 What you doing sitting? I'm telling you to go. No, go. That's what he's saying. That's his heart. Go. Go. This kills off Christianity that wants it to be about us. And that's the Detroit we've been fed for years. You, 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 you. It's all about me. The father's saying, go. Go. Reach out. Love. Take someone in that you'd never take in. Take them into your world. Not just about me. I want the heart that none should perish. None should perish. I pray, Father, that, that this is my prayer this week. Uh, you know, when you can't sit with yourself when you're ready to preach this stuff. I wanted to come in there a minute to 11 this morning because it weighs heavy on your heart. And it's like, because it's God's heart and God wants to communicate His heart to us. His heart to us that they're out there. They're lost. They're broke. They're on their own. They feel there's no hope. And he says to the church, go. You go. You tell them. You be the witness. You be the light of the world. You be the city on a hill. You tell them all things work together. You tell them that I'm good. You tell them that I'm loving. Stop sitting on your own self, your own pain. Your own. Just go. Just go. Just Just go. Just go. That's his heart. Just go. I remember reading a book, and and and, and uh, um, uh, it's a good book, and whatever. But it's limited. Do you remember the circle maker? The book. You know what it is. My four, no more. That's what it is. I'm gonna pray for my stuff, where I'm going through. And that's my circle. When you see Jesus, is the biggest circle maker. His and all came to, remember? And he just said, your mother and brothers are outside. He says, who is my mother's and brothers? And he points and goes, you are my brothers and my sisters and my mother. He's like, he widened the circle. He could have gone, yeah, it's me and Mary and the few lads and we're going to go home and have a nice cup of tea and stuff all the rest of you. But he gets the mark and he says, no, I'm the circle maker. I'm gonna bring in people. Let's widen our circle. Let's, let's increase our reach. Let's, um, let's let our, our gathering be longer. Reach out to somebody with your story, with, with what God has for you in this time. Cause he wants us to reach people. He says to us that you go into the world. This is the command I give to you. As I was, with, as I was, I will be with you to the end of the age. As I w- done, you will do. Listen, do we know what our mandate is? Go and destroy the works of the devil. That's where their mandate is because that's what his mandate was. Now I'm going to draw me circle, Jesus. I'm going to stay in my own little zone, Jesus.
1: We can't do it.
0: That's why this can change the world. We hear Father's heart. I'm not saying go and kick someone's head in today and go, you're going to hell. You better give your heart. Jesus. (laughs) You have to hear me.
1: If you're operating God's love, and am telling you, doors are open. I remember my friend when he became a Christian, the same night as me. He told me, he went home and uh, he was like, he doesn't want anyone to go to hell. Some of his family. But he had zeal and no wisdom.
0: So he called all his family together. He lived in Crumley, called them all together. And... Uh, he went in, and they were like, what do you want? And he says, oh, we'll wait till after Coronation Street. I kids you not. And after Coronation Street, he turned off the telly. And he says, what is, and the man said, what is a son? And he sat down and he says, it's like this. Zarago to hell. <laughs> he got thrown out. Kids you not. In 1989, you know he turned around and says to his ma, have you got to lend five euro or five pound? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying we seek
1: God's heart for people. Tell you new ministries will be started. New missionaries organizations will be started if we get God's heart.
0: I'm telling you, things will happen in their lives to go, God just that we won't be able to walk by people and just Shh. Do you know what I'm saying? And we go to walk and we're like, I'm looking at these people different. They need Jesus. They need forgiveness. They need life. They need not to be haters and rejectors of God, but God will turn their hearts to become acceptors and lovers of God. But the church is called. Just spread out your circle a little bit. Talk to God about them before you talk to them about God. Ask God for His heart, Father. Before we go out, Lord, what are you saying? How are you going to say this? How are you going to reach that person? He reached us, didn't he? Didn't he? Like, weren't you the baddest ass around town? Jimmy Flanagan. <laughs> we are the one. Some of us are the ones like family said. They'll never change. Never change their spots. They'll never get out of that. They're wasting their life. Weren't we the ones that they said they were? Oh look at them. They're going to be depressed all their lives. Living that pain all their lives. That's what they say. If you can reach us.
1: You can reach them. Gonna ask us to pray. And if is there any way the music team can come back? And it's gonna be twofold. Let's start. I actually thought that sermon was going to take about two hours, believe it or not. Just let's close our eyes. Can you hear God's heart? Can you hear God's heart? That's all I care about. That God's heart is communicated to us. That none should perish. That when we stand before the the next judgement seat. see. We're standing there with people that go, thanks. Thanks for telling me. Thanks for reaching out to me.
0: Thanks for persevering when I rejected you. When I slagged you. When I ridiculed you. When I came up with all me. All my arguments against God and against the word and, and my pain and even my anger at God. Thank you for persevering with me. Thank you for believing. Thank you for standing in the gap. Thank you for praying. You're seeing them getting the rewards. What a day that'll be. Reinhard bonky, the guy that I heard over in the stadium that night in '89. God called this young German man to Africa to preach the word. At one meeting, he had 1.6 million people at the meeting. 600,000 became believers. They reckon, he's a lot older now, L. Reinhardt Reinhart. But they done the stats. someone put it into him, whatever they put it into. And they reckon he, in his ministry over 30, 40 years, he led the equivalent of 8,000 people a day to Jesus. For here's the thing. Somebody had to reach out to young Reinhardt. Somebody widened their circle. Imagine the day when that person standing there when Reinhardt is coming up. I don't know who'll get more joy out of that. Receive your crowns, Reinhardt. And he looks over and he says to the person, Thank you. He's German. he probably go, Thank you. For telling me about Jesus, we don't know who's in this room. We don't know who we're going to reach. May you reach and I reach the next Ryan Hearts and Amy McPherson's and, and all the people that we read about. Just take your kid beside you, kids. If you can just stand with mommy and daddy for two more minutes. So it's twofold question is are you right with God well Noel how do I get right do you believe in Jesus that he came and died his blood was shed for your sins you're forgiven you just have to accept it your sins are being paid for you just have to accept it you don't have to do anything other than to accept believe that he took the punishment Noel how how do I live this life you ask him When you give your life to him, he fills you up with the Holy Spirit. So he gives you the power to live for. He deposits heaven inside of you. That when he comes back, you won't be wondering, am I one of his? You will know you're one of his. Because his spirit bears witness with your spirit. How do I sum all that up? Jesus, will you save me? Just in your heart, before God right now, you can sum all that up with a sincere heart. Jesus, save me. Here's the second thought. Would you open your hands if you're a believer? We just ask Father for His love for people. His love that liberates us from ourself, that liberates us from the narcissistic society that's trying to suck us into, that we're being sucked into, where it's all about me. that we step out of that right now in the name of Jesus and we say, Lord, we're yours. I'm not my own. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. I've been purchased by Jesus for Father. I've been bought back. The price is being paid. Wherever, to whoever, Lord. That's what I'm saying today. As my name is ticked off, I belong to God." Marked by the blood of Jesus. I'm saying, I'm taking this serious, Lord. I'm yours. Will you lift up your hand, if that's your heart's cry to God. Say, Lord, here I am. I haven't got much, but I'm giving all to you. I'm a bit broken and damaged, but we all are. Just to let you know, we all are. For I give this to you. And Jesus, would you give me the capacity and love to widen my circle. Without fear. Because love is no fear. Love is courageous. And this is the picture I had during the week. And this is what I'm going to call us forward with. I had a picture of like... Do you remember the picture in, 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 in the Bible with Abraham putting his son up on an altar? And I had a picture of him like... It says the boy walked up the hill. When my picture it was like Abraham, if he wasn't carrying him physically, he was carrying him in his heart. Up the hill. Maybe struggling because you know he was an old, an old guy. And he places him before God. He, it was painstaking. It was heart rendering because this boy meant so much to him. Now Abraham believed God, even if he, if he did kill Isaac, he believed that God would raise him from the dead. But imagine just humanly, as a a human being with your son, with someone you love, carrying them before God. I believe right now God is going to put people on your heart that you need to carry to the altar today. People that God will just remind you of right now that he's working on, that he's reaching out to. I want you to come. And I just want you to stand as we sing this song. And it's like we're carrying the Isaac. It's like we're carrying the loved one. I can't change them. I can't forgive their sins, but I'm carrying them to the one who will and can. that God would burden your heart. Come on, just come, don't wait for anything. Just come. like, now, God, just Lord, here's the I'm bringing. I'm bringing brothers, I'm bringing sisters, I'm bringing workmates. I'm carrying them before you, Lord Jesus. I, I want to take this type of stuff. I don't want to just wait till the end and go, that was all real. As people that we love. that are being banished out of your presence. Come on. There's more. Carry them. There's going to be people groups in your heart. That you can carry. There's nations in your heart. That you need to carry. There's young people ministries to be started. Old folks ministries to be started. Prayer ministries to be started. Evangelistic crusades to be started. There's all types of outreaches to be started. And God is going to place them in your heart right now. And they'll bring them before Him. That people group. That nation. I place them before you, Lord. I give myself and I give these with with me, Lord. I ask that you would use me, Lord, to reach out in love. To gather in. Break me out of my own circle, O God just let the blood of Jesus rub out that circle that you've circled yourself in and let me show you the wideness of his circle for your life there's much more than you there's harvest in you there's peoples in you there's nations in you ministries in you crusades in you buildings to be opened up churches to be opened up all types of things that happen out of you and you just don't pencil yourself in there rub it out I, I reject that stuff I reject that, Lord. Limitation stuff I put around me, Lord, even as a result of teaching. And I've given myself to you who can do all things, oh God. Make a way where there's no way. Part red season. drown my enemy in the midst.
1: So here we are, Lord.